Hey shit talkers, welcome to Talk Shit With P. So obviously, I'm P of Talk Shit With P and I am such a shit talker that I had to create my own fucking stage. <laughs> my podcast is a safe space to talk all the shits of this shitty world and believe me, this is a shitty world with lots of shit to talk about. I sometimes shit talk by myself and no, I'm not crazy. And other times, well, most of the times, I'm joined by... I'm joined by incredible individuals who do all the shit talking. Well, not all, but most of the shit talking. And talk shit with people, we laugh, we cry, we cuss a lot. But most important, we learn something. Well, at least I do. And I would hope so do you. So grab a drink and join the party. Welcome back to Talk Shit with Pi. Paula here, and I have amazing guests with me today. Um, the Accidental Swingers. So I met Marina through Podfest, um, and I got excited when she talked about our uh, pod, uh, po- podcast. And I've been binging on it sometimes even while exercising, and I've done some shit while listening to it. So. I wanted to have them on my show so we can hear their amazing stories. So welcome to Talk Shit with me. Hey Tristan, hey Marina. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah, so tell my listeners a little bit about you guys. And a little bit, just a little bit. They can get the full story on your on your focus about you guys. Well, uh, we are Marina and Tristan, and we um, call ourselves the Accidental Swingers because uh, we've been together for, I mess this up every single time, so I'm just going to go with it, and Tristan can um, correct me. We've been together for about 30 years. We've been married for 26 years. You got it right. <laughs> um, and about three years ago, uh, we went out with some neighbors for dinner and we didn't know that our neighbors were swingers and they um, thought we might be interested in that type of lifestyle for lack of a better way to describe it. And so they uh, asked us if we wanted to uh, think about having a swinger date with them. And, uh, and we did. And we uh, basically went from our 30 year, well, at that time it was about 20, 26 years of a monogamous relationship together. We met when we were um, in our mid 20s and uh, we'd been in a monogamous relationship with each other uh, through that whole time. And we decided to open our marriage and explore a non-monogamous lifestyle. And that's what we've been doing for the last three years. And now uh, we started podcasting about it about a year and a half ago. Um, to kind of let people know about our journey and um, it has not been smooth sailing. We made a lot of mistakes. We fucked up in a lot of places. And uh, and so we decided that we would like to share those stories with people so that they, when they make their mistakes, because you will make mistakes, but if they're interested in moving from a monogamous to a non-monogamous relationship, what are some things that they can do when some things, when things go wrong, uh, what will happen, what they can talk about, they can hear about our mistakes, that we made and hopefully be a little bit better prepared when something fucks up for them. And um, so that's kind of why we decided to start podcasting about it. And people have really uh, taken to it. We're just, we're, our podcast really just chronicles our journey uh, into the lifestyle. So it starts literally before uh, we went on our first date because we recorded 
ourselves going out on these dates and things. And so we have all this recording from about three years ago. And we play a lot of that recording during our podcast so people can kind of hear about what we were going through at that time. It's like real time. And we go through our stories as, and so we're in our journey. We're about a, we're a in, year into our journey, I think, in the podcast. Yeah, I think we start, it's been three and a half years actually. And COVID kind of distorts that time period and it's difficult to know, but uh, we started in mid-March of 2018. So in our podcast chronologically, I think at this point we are in about a year in, yeah, in about March, February, March February, of 2019. Yeah. yeah. So there's still still a lot more to come. So we well, talk sex. Yes, for me, I'm excited. I can't wait for that lot more to come. Like... <laughs> so on behalf of everybody else, Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. We actually did this podcast for Paula, and then we decided to share it with everybody right. else. Right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so special. So now I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. After that accidental uh, date, swingers date, uh, how did the conversation go? Like, who brought it up? Like, yeah, babe, maybe we should open. We should talk other people and explore. Like, how did that conversation, that first conversation, start? And who brought it up? Was the first one to bring it? Well, the, the the very first conversation was on our walking home on our way back after that date, which actually wasn't a date where we did anything other than just kind of make out in the back of the of the Uber car. Um, but on the way home, walking down the street because they live in our neighborhood, the conversation started as "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and and we're wow, like, that was really hot, Let's right? <laughs> And so, you know, it's not that one of us brought it up to the other. We just kind of mutually went to the floor. Like, yeah, we we just kind of mutually understood that what had just happened was really awesome, and we wanted to learn more about it and explore more. The backstory is that for a couple of years, I had been listening to podcasts uh, on my commute to and from work, which is about forty-five minutes to an hour each day. So I had a lot of time to kill and so I listened to a lot of podcasts about swinging I never brought anything up to Marina because I in my mind there was no way that she would ever be interested in doing this and so actually after a while I, I stopped listening to other podcasts because I just figured there was no sense and I was just needlessly torturing myself because this was never going to happen to me so um you brought his dream to reality you gave him his dream right. his, his wish got granted that's right <laughs> Put it out to the universe and look what manifested. <laughs> Listen, God, God, God got tired of you being frustrated, and, and maybe those people whose podcast you were listening, they they realized they lost the listener and started praying so hard for this one listener that has dropped from us to come back. <laughs> I'm sure that that's what happened. You are so right. Well, I think part of the other the other piece of the puzzle is though that we. Um, when we first started dating, we had actually talked about um, and kind of experimented a little bit with some exhibitionism and some voyeuristic um, fun and sexy times. And so we had we kind of had that in our back pocket for years, though. And we always talked about, well, not always, after our second child was born about uh, 17 years ago. Um, we talked about actually going to one of those places where people do those things and then you only go once a year so that you never have to see any of those people again. And so we always talked about doing that, but we always said, I always said, I'll take full ownership. I'm like, I'm not skinny enough. Uh, I don't look good enough in a bathing suit, which 
in hindsight, you just naked anyways, but I really didn't feel like I looked good naked. And um, listen, people are paying attention here. You parking over here. I don't think they care anywhere else. They just see like right there. Like, ooh, la la. <laughs> but you always feel like you're never quite right. And the time is never right. And it was never, you know, where would we go? And do we have enough money? And we have a babysitter who could stay with kids. And can we go for so many days? And it just never worked out. So we hadn't talked about it in 15 years uh, when this happened, but we had toyed with the idea because it was something that seemed really hot and sexy and exotic. And we thought that would be really fucking fun, but then nothing ever came of it. So when it, when it happened, I think it was, even though Tristan had been listening to those podcasts unbeknownst (laughs) to me, um, that, that uh, we were, in the right place at the right time and the right mental space and physically in the right place where we live and it just worked out really really well yeah yeah nice um so there there was somewhat of a foundation but not nearly enough of a foundation to you know we were probably a little reckless in the way that that we got into but we were all on the same page and so so it was okay and that you know because we were able to communicate and Thank God for the neighbors. They kind of started right, the right. pod. <laughs> right. Are you guys still friends with the neighbors? Um, we haven't seen them in a while. We we actually, uh, after the first date did not go well, we never went out with them again uh, on a sex date or a play date. We call them play dates in the lifestyle. It's called a play date. We never went out again um, for a play date, but we went out to dinner with them to ask them about their experiences in the lifestyle. I don't think that they know we have a podcast. <laughs> I don't think that they know that they're the reason we have a podcast. You never know. That could be one of your listeners, silent they listeners. They could be. <laughs> It could be, it could be, but, uh, but we still see them uh, just friendly, you know, just nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah, I see her in the grocery store. Nothing hot and steamy. No. <laughs> she always, whenever I see her at the grocery store or out walking or whatever, she always asks me how we're doing and, and about, you know, the lifestyle. And so you know, she's at least yeah. curious at what we're up to. Little does she know. She's she, she wondering why they got uh, a play date, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't really compatible. It was pretty, it was going to be pretty obvious. It was pretty obviously pretty quickly that it wasn't, just wasn't compatible. Happens all the time. It's totally fine. Just, it does. You, just you know, you just don't know until you try. It does. It's just like dating, right? You go out and it's not there and you. Exactly. All right. Right. So with this lifestyle, I know it's kind of, um, it's very huge, the non-monogamous lifestyle. So where are you guys at right now? Like, What's your lifestyle? That's a good question. It's <laughs> a very good question. Yeah. Well, I, and, and you know, I, I referenced COVID earlier, and that has a lot to do with our absence. Oh of, yeah, it's it's yeah. Lo- it's slowed things down. Yo, Mister Ollie, of having some crazy yeah. fun. We, we stopped. Well, we'll get to it in a second. But we, yeah. you know, we we took a break from mid March of 2020 until late April, early May of, of this year. And then uh, end of July, because of the Delta variant, we decided that we were going to pull back again. And so we're currently not actively playing other than another couple that we've been, been very close with for really two and a half years now that um, that we see very often. And so we're still, you know, able to enjoy non-monogamy, just not to, on the scale that we <laughs> that we were yeah. before. Gotcha. 
So I have a question. Um, I know you guys uh, play together and sometimes individually, right? Um, but like, is it just the, the the play part, or do you guys end up dating sometimes these people, or is this just a one-off, or every now and then when you're in town, or how the, how are you guys with that? You know, I think we've kind of run the gamut on all of those different variations. We started off um, only playing together, like you said, and we were only looking for, originally we thought we would just play with other couples. Um, and then we realized that finding other couples and actually logistically coordinating a date with another couple is really challenging because we all have kids and jobs and yeah it was really really hard so then we decided to um, bring single men into the fold so like to have a, a date with a with another gentleman so the three of us would go on a date um, and a play date sometimes we'll go out to dinner or things like that and so we incorporated that and then we are talking about right now actually in the podcast we shifted that even oops we shifted that even from um, the three-way, the what they call MFM, or male, female, male play date, to where I was starting to actually go out and make some dates on my own. And uh, in our terminology, that's called being a hot wife. And a hot wife is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone who kind of there are different variations and people have different um definitions for everything but a hot wife is someone who kind of takes her own responsibility her own independence and uh, makes her own dates and creates her own version of the lifestyle that she would like um, in my version Tristan's usually actually there for a lot of my dates for most of them um every once in a while I would surprise him by going out on a date and then he would he would text me and say, I'm on my way home. And I would text him back and say, well, I'm not. And, uh, <laughs> and then I would send him a picture of someone's penis. And so um, he liked those dates. Those were fun. Uh, I liked them. They were fun. And then there's, there's a couple playmates that I have that I've gotten very close to and I see on a regular basis. And Tristan does too. And we had, we both, um, we consider some people have been our, we've had boyfriends and girlfriends in the lifestyle. Uh, we consider the couple that we see now, our boyfriend and our girlfriend. And so we date them. Uh, they happen to be a married couple that we all four get along with. So it works out really, really well. It's very hard to find a couple where the, everybody gets along together. Um, and she and I do not play, but the, you know, she and Tristan do, and he and I do, um, the husband and I do. And so it's, um, it's just a nice great you know foursome yes i've seen a lot of the foursome together on your instagram page yeah. so i'm curious you still uh, i remember uh some of the episodes you did mention that you don't uh play with women you still don't do that just now it's it's not that i don't play with women it's that i don't consider it's it's hard for me to say that I'm bisexual, and I think that's what really people want to have happen. And there are a lot of women in the lifestyle that get in because they they do enjoy with other women. I enjoy being with other women. Normally it's when we're in a group or there's a lot of other stuff going on and there's a lot of sexual energy and a lot of sexual excitement and tension and, and things like that. I, for the longest time, really felt like I was never really gonna be attracted to women the way that I am to men. Um, and so I'd really kind of written that off. And then I met a woman <laughs> who, <laughs> who checked all those boxes. And she, you know, I think it just turned out that I, I'm just attracted to who I'm attracted to. And I 
hadn't had a lot of chances to meet a woman that excited me intellectually, emotionally, sexually, and I didn't think that was going to be something that could happen. And, and I did meet one that, that has done that. And we've played together. We played separately alone. Um, it just doesn't happen very often for me. So I don't like, I wouldn't want to say, and I would never put in our profile or anything like that, that I'm bisexual. Cause that's, that's misleading to me. That's exactly. Not, cause that's not what I expect I you to play and that. Right. It's the surprise element, you know? Right, you don't right, expect right. it and you're like oh my god i actually want to fuck you <laughs> I, you know i'll kiss anybody and i'll suck some boobs i don't mind that either it's just <laughs> and i'll and i'm open anybody can do whatever they want to me also i'm also but I, you know there's a there's a term for that called pillow princess and i think it's a little derogatory and so i don't ever want anybody to think that that's what it would have to be so um, i reciprocate if the time is right the mood is right and the woman is right so it's it funny you say that um i have a co-worker and she was telling uh she was complaining because she's like oh the, the, the girl just broke up with me i'm like well you said you're not going to do anything to her she can't always just be the one playing with you she has to be playing with I'm like, well, I was having fun. Like, I let her suck my pussy and everything. I'm like, yeah, she also once has to be sucked. So eventually, she gonna leave. <laughs> right, right. And I and, and that's that's understandable. That's understandable. Yes. Yeah. So my, yes. Yeah. So that's why I just kind of say I'm not bisexual. But if the opportunity arises, I certainly am not going to turn down an opportunity to have an amazing hot buck time with somebody that I'm attracted to. So there you go. That's the right attitude. So Tristan, I got a question for you. So uh, when she goes on a hot date and tells you everything, because I know uh, she always calls you and tells you exactly what happened. That doesn't make you jealous. It actually excites you. Yeah, no, it absolutely excites me. Yeah, it's, and um, when you watch her also with uh, with another man, that's a big tunnel. Even better. <laughs> like, yes, go hard on my man, go hard. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's incredibly exciting. And, it's, it, and that's a fantasy that I've had for as long as we've been together. And I don't know where that comes from. It just is. I don't question my fantasies and my... No, not at all. No, you just, shouldn't. No, and so it's... I, it's something that I've always wanted. And so when it actually started happening, the very first time, of course, we had no idea how it was gonna go and how I would react and how we would both react. Turns out we reacted quite well and uh, and became very enthusiastic about it. Yes, I listened to that episode, the first uh Hold on one minute. Uh, is that guy still your, uh, your boyfriend? Um, is he still well, around? The very first one, the one who could perform the first, we finally fuck. I think the name of the yes. episode was We Finally yes. Fuck. <laughs> he is, but we haven't I haven't we haven't seen him since before COVID. So uh and That's then I think, yeah. so there it's it's almost like starting over now because we have very few people that we've been able it's a year and a half is a long time to, it is. to it not is. see someone. So we're kind of starting from scratch when we start over again a second time. So yeah. Yeah, that's exciting us like doing it all over like fresh start <laughs> it is yeah it is exciting and it is a fresh start and, and we're just ready for it to come again yeah <laughs> right I like that. well because we decided to kind of pull back again the second time like like tristan said with the other with the variant and we have compromised family members and things there's a 
lot of other not fun, sexy stuff that that happens. Oh, yeah, I remember. But we're yeah. just we're just um, you know pulling ourselves back a little bit. It, the, everybody will still be there. Swingers will still be there in a couple of months. Hell yeah. Back to playing. Yeah, and my health is such that you know, I have a health history that with lungs and so forth that I, I do. Last thing I want is COVID. Even though I, we've both been vaccinated, I, I, we it's not even it's not worth the risk. It's not to be honest. So. Um, I'm a very emotional person. That's why sometimes I think uh, I'm not sure I could handle that. I mean, I don't even think I can. Like when I'm single, I really be fucking anybody and everybody. I, you know, not everybody, but I be fucking. But when I end up in a relationship, like even when I was thinking about uh, ever wanting a threesome, I don't want to do it to the guy I'm in love with. I want to do it to the complete stranger. So if you you end up falling in love with the other girl, by all means, go away. <laughs> Well, so how do you guys uh, handle the emotions and has there ever been jealousy and like, how do you work through that? Do you want to answer that? I mean, <laughs> we both can answer it. We both have had issues. Yeah, we, we've both had some bouts of jealousy. Typically doesn't last long. And in the, in the very beginning, when Marina met her first boyfriend who we refer to as Roy in our podcast yes I, I did have I, yeah I did have some jealousy and we worked through it we talked through it um then when I met my first girlfriend whom we call Amber in our podcast uh this Marina had the same issues on the other side and the same thing we just talked it through we worked it out and what we determined and this this isn't original for us. This came from a book called The Ethical Slut, which is a really wonderful book that we both read early on. The jealousy isn't necessarily an emotion of itself. It's more of an umbrella concept that encompasses other uncomfortable emotions and other uncomfortable inputs. And so whenever, so when we worked through this in, in early on, we really thought about, you know, what is it that's making us uncomfortable right now? And you know, we were able to address those things and and um, and be fine going forward. I rarely get jealous now around Marina. Where I've found myself having some jealousy is around my girlfriends <laughs> and my first girlfriend Amber, who's still a very good friend. Um, Listen, Amber's are always a slutty man, so I'm sure she was very. Amber's <laughs> are always, uh, you know. She actually liked that name. She I, uh, liked being called Amber. I, 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 for that exact reason, I think, yes. Yeah, when we came up with her pseudonym, I asked her whether that was a good one, and she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But it's but, a freakish name. Like, Amber's always a little uh -huh. freaky. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So with, with her, and this has also come up with my current girlfriend, Crimson Dragonfly, uh, I experience more jealousy around them than with Marina because I know that Marina's not going anywhere. So for me, jealousy manifests itself typically as either a fear of loss. Well, the only times that it has come up with Marina is the other thing that manifests for me, which is fear of being left out and fear of missing out. So we were able to work through that ourselves. But then with you know, with the other women, it's it's that is a fear of loss because I'm not as solid with them as I am with Marina. After 30 years, I know that we're going to be together. But with with my girlfriends, I don't know that they could be gone next month or you know in two months. And so now it's been long enough now that I'm pretty confident. Um, <laughs> I think she would say you'd be confident. Yeah, yeah. But but that but that for me is where I 
experience some uncomfortableness that we can classify as jealousy. What about you, Brady? Um, well, the same thing too. I, I think that we, as as Tristan said, one of the main things that we've had to do is when we get those feelings, we have learned how to stop and kind of uh, introspect a little bit for ourselves and say, what is this feeling really about? Why are we feeling this way? And we even talked about it the other day on, on the podcast that we're getting ready to release. And, and it was um, with Amber, there was stuff going on with me that I wasn't really sure about. And I told Tristan, I need to tell you about this. I don't need you to solve the problem because I don't know that you can, but I need you just to understand where I'm feeling. And then I'm going to keep kind of digging and figuring out why this is bothering me the way that it's bothering me. And once we did, uh, there was a couple times. And then once I kind of figured it out, it's like, oh, okay, that makes total sense as to why whatever the particular scenario or situation was that bothered me. And then we were able to talk about it. And one of the things that we agreed on very early on was that we never wanted to say to the other person, you can't have that relationship. What we wanted to make sure that we were saying was, um, we love that you have a great relationship. Here's some of the issues that I'm having with that. Can we identify and talk about those things? And I don't think there's any, there's been anything that either one of us have been a hard stop on that it's been like, no, you can't move forward with this person. I think if we did, if there was something that was really, really wrong, I would, if the hair stood on, you know, up on the back of Tristan's neck when I talked about somebody or I was with somebody, I would want to know why. Like if he's really upset about or does not like a particular person, I, I've got to trust, you know, I trust that. I've been with him for, for 30 years he knows me and so if something is not right then i then i would want to listen to his instinct as well but we haven't had any of those issues so it's just working through our own stuff and and people ask us all the time same thing and it's just you have to be confident with each other and um and just have the communication with each other to talk about it don't sweep it under the rug address it as soon as you realize it but understand and give each other the grace to say, I'm not saying stop. I just am saying I need help with this and understanding or processing. Or maybe it's because maybe the first couple times you go out, I maybe you come home by 11 o'clock instead of two o'clock in the morning or finding some ways to kind of make some, um, build some bridges and have some, some, you know, just ways that you can work together, cooperate. I want to say this is a very healthy Style you guys have. We try. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was about to ask you guys go to therapy or this just comes out from yourself. That because it's such a therapeutic way of you know which other couples like communication is always a hard thing in, in relationships. So for you guys to have a healthy communication, especially in the lifestyle that you have, that's such a beautiful thing. So kudos to you guys. Well, thank you. And and we worked really, we actually work really hard at it. And we've had our ups and downs. We've had, you know, we've been together a long time. And sometimes there's times where you go, I don't know that I see myself. We've known each other since we were 20. I want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you go through those lines. We're not the same people we were 30 years ago. And, uh, but the amazing thing is, and what this lifestyle has done, because we knew we were going into uncharted waters and we knew that it was going to be tough, we made a promise to each other to talk about everything, even the hard stuff. And we just, it was kind especially of one of those, yeah, especially the hard stuff. And we looked at each other and we said, you, you, we really have to do this. We have to swear to God that we will talk to each other when this gets hard, because we know that it will. And we've held true to that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a little while. Sometimes it's like, oh, I need some time to think about this and let me 
I don't want to blast you with it. Let me, you know, talk to you about it later. Or sometimes it's, I'm having a problem with it, but I need to settle it for myself. But all of those things is, has taught us to be better communicators. We are better, stronger now uh, than we've ever been, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely, right. precisely because of the requisite amount of communication that it takes to be successful in this lifestyle. Yeah. All right. So I'm curious, did you guys end up having courts? Um, I was listening to the first few episodes of you guys, and you still weren't able to to come up with a court in a in a weird situation. So have you guys finally figured that out yet with your court or not yet? Maybe, but we're not gonna say. I know it. <laughs> I, people, no, I don't know. Then people yeah. know what our signals are. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure you guys finally are good with that. <laughs> Been out on a date in a year and a half. Right. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to come up with anything even more clever than I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? Oh, Alice, welcome. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I have, a, I have a feeling when you guys end up using it, you might end up saying it in your podcast. <laughs> Probably. We're not very good at keeping secrets. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I do see it. So, um, do your families and friends know? And if they do, those who know, how did they take it? This lifestyle of yours? Were they supporting? Were they like, eh? Because I'm jealous. And, and I'm a single pastor, but I'm jealous. Like, you know, to have your pastor who's been with you for all these years and to explore this new lifestyle together and enjoying it. That, that's, that, that's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you. And um, we have shared it with a very few friends. Uh, we shared it with our children. We gave them what we call the uh, 10,000 foot view. It was, they knew that we lived a non-traditional lifestyle, that our relationship was not, had shifted. And we talked to them about that because we wanted them to understand we're not going anywhere. Uh, and this all kind of happened with the pandemic. They, they figured out stuff was going on because we used to never go out and then all of a sudden we were never home. Uh, as they got older, but um, but we we decided to tell them because we were we always preach to we have two boys and we always tell them to live their authentic lives and love who you love and who gives a shit about what anybody else or society says. If you find someone who loves you who you know loves you for who you are, then be excited about that. And we felt like we weren't really necessarily walking the walk. You know, we were talking the talk. So we told them and um and they are have been very accepting of our relationship especially with the um phoenix and crimson because we all kind of became part of a family due to the pandemic they were our social bubble and we all bubbled together we just bubbled having sex not with the children obviously (laughs) (laughs) but um and then and then my my um sister and mother moved to the area and we were traveling a lot and gone a lot and so I finally realized I had to kind of fess up to them what was going on Um, and that was a little bit harder they have not been uh, I really was surprised I thought my sister would be more accepting she has totally shut it out and my mother just is sad for me sad for me um, and oh, I she knew how much you're enjoying this, this, this lifestyle. <laughs> I know. And, and, that, well, and honestly, that's what I explained to her. And I said, why would you be sad? Like, should I, why I'm would I, you know, she's like, you should get, right now. 
Right. She's like, get a divorce. And I'm like, why would I get a divorce and put, I love my husband. So I don't want to leave him. I don't, our kids don't want to go through it. I'm just meeting other people. It's just, I'm, I'm just dating. I'm just dating other people. I just happen to be married and my husband, but my husband knows about it or comes on the dates with me. I mean, holy shit, you can't beat that. But she, you know, as a mom wonders where she went wrong. And, um, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but but I hope that you are proud of a daughter who knows what she wants, takes ownership of her own sexuality and sensuality, and has decided to live life on her terms. And so I kind of turn it towards that instead of her visualizing me going out and having sex with all these people. It's more of like, no, I'm I'm living the life I want to live. And and at least you waited 30 years, like after your kids grew, you had the everything instead of way earlier. There's some people who are doing it now in their school, in their 20s, and you know. So at least you gave out the, the non-traditional, the traditional one, then switched. <laughs> but I honestly, I think anybody's journey is anybody's journey. And, exactly. and yes, for us, it worked out really, really well. I don't think we would have been as um, open. I don't think we would have been as flexible. I don't, you know, when you have little kids, you couldn't do. Our kids are teenagers and 20s, you know, so they don't even pay attention half the time that we're not home. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and so, um, you know, so it, whichever way works for you that's the way it needs to be and maybe it's something that doesn't work now but you might revisit later and and we also talk to couples all the time and say you don't actually have to do this um you know just if you think something like this is hot and fun and sexy then just kind of go places where you can be a voyeur or you can be an exhibitionist and uh you know and have sex in front of other people or watch other people have sex it doesn't mean you have to invite anybody to join you but it can be really hot and sexy and fun and really spice up your own lives your own sex lives and um there's just so many different things that you can do you don't have to uh, enjoy having multiple partners if that's not what you like sure so um, this is for Tristan, between me and you. Did the boys high five you after mommy left? Like, you go guys, <laughs> you're fucking leaving it out. <laughs> there is a, there is there was, a term I called. I thought there was a conversation with the boys without you, woman. <laughs> there is a term called Eiffel Tower, where if, uh, which I've. She's talking about our sons. Oh, oh. Like there are boys. There oh, are I thought you, boys, I thought you meant. No, I think she means boys like my friends. No, your boys. Oh, okay. no, oh yeah. <laughs> I think she means no, well, let's, friends. Let's yeah. take a really quick detour away from where I was going. Completely, completely inappropriate. <laughs> but I yeah. kind of know what The short answer is no. They, they have never, ever. I think that they're really, they just prefer not to think about it. They, yeah, they've, indul <laughs> they've indulged in the don't ask, don't tell. I mean, and it's very hard to not ask or tell because we podcast right. about it. We interview. I do stuff all the time in the podcasting world. They're like, and... I don't need any more of this right now. <laughs> but now I'm curious to hear about the Eiffel Tower story. Where were you going with that one? <laughs> well, that's with my friends. Yeah, uh -huh, not the children. So How did that, that go? that's where um, one man is in Marina from one direction. I'm in Marina from another direction. It could be either. Uh, um, typically, she's going to be on her hands and knees, right. and so I'm stuck in a dick. And you're getting fucked, fucked. And we high five over her, and that's called the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I see it now. Yeah. Oh my God! Now I can get it out of my head. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun visual, isn't it? 
It is. And now because I'm remembering the episode where Marina was being cop- uh, mouth-fucked. And... So, yes, I'm getting it way more. You see, I need to stop listening to y'all. Uh, uh, no, episode. don't stop. No. <laughs> yeah, there's way more fun stuff coming. It oh, I know. It just, I... just gets better. I'm get, excited. I'm getting dirty win. now. Yeah. Down and dirty now. Yeah, we're just warming up at episode 25. Yeah. So, so far, I know COVID kind of makes things a little bit slower for you guys, but so far, what would you say has been your craziest adventure in this lifestyle or wildest? Um, I would say for me, if you guys listen, when if you, any of your listeners decide to actually listen to our podcast, we joke all the time. I joke all the time that I'm the prudiest swinger that there is. I'm, I am kind of. Why did you say? <laughs> I am. I'm, I I call it a prude. People will be like, "You're not a prude," but I'm like the. I was the last person to like not wear a bra at the swinger club where most people are naked, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't have a bra on because it's that's you know I just have that." somewhat of that societal uh pressure still on so so we always talked about swinging and meeting people and having relationships so um swinging and having anonymous sex was not something that i was very interested in ever doing but i will tell you one of the the hottest times we've ever had we were in a playroom with a gentleman there was three of me and chris tristan and our and our playmate and the playmate there was another couple on a bed next to us having sex and our buddy kind of moseyed over inched his way over to the other couple and started kind of interacting with them and then all of a sudden this woman is touching me and um, she asked me can I suck your boobs and I'm like yeah and so I said well can I kiss you and she said yeah and then she's like can my husband fuck you he wants to fuck you and I'm like yeah so so it was so crazy I never in a million years would have ever set it up and I actually said to them, don't tell me your name. I don't want to know your name. Like I want it. And no, I never learned their A one name. night thing. <laughs> I wanted it to be totally anonymous because it was that hot. It was like, if I, if I ended up finding out what their names were, it was going to take a little bit of that um, excitement it, off. Of it. Of it. Yeah. So I'm they were totally like anonymous. Don't know who they were, where they lived, where they came from. They were visiting. I think, I don't even know we were at a club. And, um, and it was really fucking hot. And it was so unexpected. That's the other thing too. We had no um, experience even actually in meeting people kind of out right. of the blue and, and just having sex with them. So it was the first time that that ever happened. And God, it was it was really fucking hot. I mean, there have been tons of times, but that was a really fun. And that story is getting ready to come up, yeah. I think in a couple of podcast episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't heard it. So you heard it first, heard it here on ooh, Talk ooh, Shit with Pete first. Yes. Yeah. I will say say that Marina's gotten over the no bra thing, but (laughs) because now at 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 the at the nudist resorts and the the sex clubs, she's just yeah, let them loose, baby. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It is Tuesday. Titty Tuesday. Free the nipples. <laughs> it's Titty Tuesday. See, I don't even... I would never post a picture of my boobs on Titty Tuesday. It's just not my style. I don't do naked photos. I don't... Somebody... Let me tell you something. That's one of my, my guilty pleasures. Like, I like myself naked. I admire myself naked. I take constant naked pictures. And it's been so sexual. This feeling... <laughs> hey, 
you know what? And that that's awesome. And that is um, an amazing way. And yet another, these are those, these are the types of things that we, this is why we come on and talk to, you know, folks like you and on these different podcasts and things, because there's just so many ways and that's an amazing, wonderful thing. And you're so blessed to have such great um, body awareness and body image and body confidence. Uh, you know, that not everybody shares that and I've struggled with it all my life. And, and it's not that I'm not comfortable now with my body. I'm more comfortable than I've ever been with it. It's just not my style. You know, maybe if I had your cute, hot little body, I'd probably oh, oh, post oh, oh. it on the oh. channel too, but <laughs> I wasn't always like this. So I have a very weird belly button. Like my belly button is popping out instead of in. So I've always had weird feelings about my body. So it took me a while to get here. So I'm not going to lie that I've always, no. So you're not alone there. It just took me, but eventually I was like, fuck this belly piercing i'm still fucking hot there we go <laughs> that's right see absolutely that's a beautiful thing girl absolutely hey man, you see i always wanted um i'm from africa so people don't talk uh, sex is also taboo there like and i love sex so when i sit with my girlfriends and i start sharing things and they go oh Lala. i'm like yo sex is supposed to be enjoyed and like sex is too good not to be just taken so i at one point out my first podcast i really wanted to start a sex podcast but i was like you know what i'm gonna bore people because i don't even have a permanent man to be fucking to share some stories <laughs> so anytime i get the opportunity to talk about it i gladly talk it out <laughs> that's good that's good though that's great this is what and talking about it makes it more normal right. that's why we're here and and you talked about a little while ago about you know non-monogamy and and you just want to be with one person because you would get jealous but there's a lot of different ways that non-monogamy happens like uh somebody that we know very well she's non-monogamous you know you can love more than one person but she calls herself mono-romantic she has one primary partner who she's romantic with but she has other partners that she loves and so it's there's so many different ways you know you can kind of do non-monogamy it doesn't mean you have to go fuck everybody around it just means you know i joke all the time that we used to call non-monogamy dating when i was in you know in high school in the uh we won't talk about it exactly 90s, in whatever years those were um we just called it dating oh yeah you, were I non-monogamous, you just dated whoever asked you out and so you could date more than one person and in college you had sex with more than one person and i never really considered it being monogamous or non-monogamous it's just in, in unless you dated someone for a couple of months and then you said hey are we going to see other people no let's not see other people that's how you became monogamous i mean yes. that's how i became monogamous but yes. i never really thought of it being one way or another true that's a very nicer way to look at it <laughs> understandable compared to just that but yeah i'd be dating around a lot see i'm enjoying good Proudly. for you Proudly. Hey, the dick is a good thing. Beautiful thing. One of the best things God decided to give men. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap this up, uh, uh, any advice for those people um, trying to open up their marriages? What do you have to say to them? To people like me who are kind of still debating me, you know, the lifestyle way. What advice do you have for the newbies? Just talk a lot and 
then talk some more. <laughs> and when things start to feel uncomfortable, as they inevitably will, um, talk even more. And don't ever try to, to, as Marina said earlier, don't ever sweep things under the rug. Um, it's just going to get worse. And so if you have an uncomfortable situation with somebody, then you need to figure out why and, and, and examine what is making you uncomfortable. And then have fun. Uh, yeah, that, that's the best advice to have fun Hell yeah yeah and we, get, we do get the question a lot of times uh that that someone will write in and they'll say uh, i want to explore swinging or i want to explore non-monogamy but i'm not sure that my partner wants to and this comes from men and women we get them this question from both people like how do i get my partner into swinging and uh so we'll, we'll write them back and say well you don't necessarily get your partner into swinging but the best way to begin to have dialogue about getting into swinging is to talk about some of those things that we already said being you know going and does having sex going to a sex club where other people are having sex does that sound like fun and so we actually talk about it as start talking about your fantasies a little bit more a, another um kind of not a block, but just something that had happened for us. We realized when this started to present itself for us, we hadn't really talked about any of our fantasies in a really long time. And our sex life was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And But we just had kind of gotten into the same thing. I wouldn't even say a rut. It was just, it was nice. It was fine. And so, but we really stopped sharing our fantasies and really stopped talking about them. And then we realized, and we had um, Dr. Justin Laymiller on, I think it was episode 12, that um, and talked about the fact that start talking about your fantasies again, because then that will help you have some of these other conversations like, well, you know, there's resorts where we can go to in Jamaica where some people are nude, some people aren't or, you know, and, and things that you can do. There's a lot of different things that you can do to kind of begin to dip your toes. And a lot of people just find that listening to the podcast together, we'll, we we listen to podcasts together when we were first talking about, do we really want to do this or not? And we listened to them together. It was really hot. And, uh, and we had some he was like oh i've got this one's really a great one and this one's really a great one i was like who i said i didn't even know there were podcasts about this kind of stuff you'll hear the funny story about that and uh yeah but but it, it was great and we would listen at night after the kids go to bed and there were a lot of times we didn't make it through the podcast before we were having sex because <laughs> we were so turned on about the fact that we might be able to have sex with other people uh and how this was going to look and what that would look like for us um that we you know it really lit a fire for ourselves and we've gotten that comment as well for, yep. for folks and that's what we kind of tell people to do start start small don't don't say don't book a trip to desire which is a you know a play resort in mexico and not tell your significant other let's start off with talking about some fantasies hey i stumbled along this podcast you want to hear it with me let's listen together and then have you ever thought about going to one of those like places where people can have sex in the club and let's go and just watch and don't even talk to anybody like and there's so many different things that you can do so there's a lot of ways to really do it and and part of again one of our reasons for doing our podcast was we wanted people to understand that sex and sexuality even for a married couple as old and as married as long as we've been can be still be really exciting and we really feel like we've got a whole nother life ahead of us yeah absolutely thank you so you, you you can you you can say that opening your marriage strengthened your relationship. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Amen to that. Now one last question. Swinky life. Tell us about that. The first time in the swinky life. <laughs> wow. 
Oh, you have been listening and reading our Instagram. I told you I'm a big fan. I know you are. I know you are. You're so sweet. <laughs> I always message back. I'm editing the book sometimes because if I listen to it on my bed or at night, I end up overly masturbating. So sometimes I have to, <laughs> to change sceneries and do it while I'm boxing or something so the frustrations go on the boxing bag instead of because if masturbating could be the way I masturbated to your episodes, if that could be legal teacher right now, but continue. We may have to have you do an ad for us. You may have to <laughs> our public service announcement about why. Bring it on! Listen to our podcast <laughs> because apparently you're masturbating so loud that you'll be arrested. So we don't want that to happen. But um, well, Swinky Life is another project, our sister project that we have that combines swinging and kink. And so we call it Swinky. And uh, and that's with the other couple that, you, that you'll see us on Instagram with, Phoenix Fire and Crimson Dragonfly. And uh, they, um, we all kind of started talking about and um, talking about kink and why the swinging community may not be as interested in, in the kink world. They're very different. And then why the kink world may not be as accepting or understanding of the swinger world. And so we love both and we decided we wanted to do something to help bridge that gap and bring both groups together. And the swingers that are interested in kink, we do classes and, and workshops and demonstrations about some of the kink stuff that we've started to find interesting. And then on the kink side, we talk about life as swingers. What does that mean to be non-monogamous? Because a lot of kink people aren't there's it's a very different dynamic and so we talk about what that means for our lifestyle and our relationship and how that works um, for us as well so it's just joining those two communities that people assume are very closely related that they really aren't they're very very different communities so um, we're passionate about again educating people it's just about talking more about it and bringing more things up so that people can go wow I, that spanking play kind of thing uh, tell me a little bit more about that like I like to be spanked but not hard and and teach me That's how to me. be able to do that yeah and so it's kind of like well how do you talk to your partner about that what there's different things that you can do you can use different props and tools and all sorts of things so it's kind of that that um that topic that those things that we that we like to explore and bring up for others interesting well i'm sure i catch one of this class i like to be spanked but not so hard like i'm, I'm a soft baby you know my skin is so soft i don't want you to bruise it <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there are other things you can do though i will tell you that there's other stuff <laughs> I, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk though we're gonna talk yes we are <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming on it was so nice talking to you guys and chatting up oh my god i've laughed so much i appreciate it now if you can just um let my listeners know how to get in touch with you your website your instagram your facebook whatever you have and if you have any event that's coming up i'm pretty sure you guys had to cancel a lot of events because of so I don't know if you have any that's coming up that you'd like to talk about. Go ahead, the stage is yours before we end this. Thank you so much. Well, as you can see, you can find us at the Accidental Swingers. <laughs> um, we have uh, our AccidentalSwingers.com is our website. On Instagram, we are at Accidental Swingers. That's the main account, but there's also Tristan's account, and that is? I have my own account, which is Marina's Tristan, M-Y-R-I-N-A-S-T-R-I-S-T-A-N. I spell Marina with a Y, so yes. Marina. Yeah. Uh, so Marina's Tristan is his Instagram, and then on Twitter we are actually at Marina underscore 
Tristan, but if you just type in accidental swingers, we'll come up on that as well. And um, on Swinky Life, you can also find us on swinkylife.com is our website for that. And Phoenix handles the Instagram for the Swinky Life, and that's at swinky underscore life. And Crimson Dragonfly is also on Instagram. She's crimson dragonfly underscore SL. So that they're, they're the other half of our Swinky Life team, and, and we do some stuff with them. So that's who they are, and that's where you can find us. And, and we really kind of had to pull back from everything else. So we're looking ahead to 2020, and we've I was actually looking at our calendar last night. I told Tristan, we could probably travel twice a month in 2022 if we had the money and if we had the time and you know and if covid roll you know so go to our website eventually our travel with us uh page will be updated so that we can get everybody to let them know where we're going so and we go to caliente here in um, tampa florida a lot because that's like 45 minutes away so we're there often and we'll put that on our instagram if we're heading out there so and we run into listeners there it's really fun yeah it's a lot and so when i come to florida i'm gonna give you a heads up so you can take me to this guy because i keep hearing about you on your, on your podcast so i'm definitely i'm gonna give you a heads up like hey i'm coming this weekend so y'all gonna take me there Yes. Well. Yes. Make sure you give us more than a weekend heads up, though. Oh, we need oh, to- oh don't worry. Because I know y'all, y'all are busy. Your schedule is so, like, it took a while for us to get there. So, that's why I'll give you a proper heads up. <laughs> Good deal. But thank you, guys. I don't want to keep you any longer because you all got to go to your life. Thank you again very much. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Shit talkers, thank you for tuning in. Talk shit with P now as a permanent home. Hoo-hoo! Make sure to visit www.talkshitwithp.com for all podcast details. Also, we now have a premium section where it hosts uncut episode videos for $9.99 a month, which will be out on Sundays, two days before episode release date. New episodes come out every Wednesday and Fridays for part two, if available. <laughs> While you're at it, Talk Shit is available on all platforms and social media with the handle at Talk Shit That's Talk, T-A-L-K, Shit, S-H-I-T, with W-I-T-H-P. Go ahead and follow us to stay connected and engaged with me. Also, if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Raters on Spotify. You can also share a beer with me by buying me a beer on buymecoffee.com if you can't afford the premium. You can also join our mailing list by creating an account to get email updates from TalkShit with P. Be the first on the no-no. <laughs> Thank you for listening, sharing, and supporting in any way. Remember, we are on every fucking Wednesday. Let's shit talk.